return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Amen. Those in the back, can you hear me? Hallelujah. Nobody turned their heads, I don't, I don't think so. Amen. Well, let's just pray before we get started. Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that you want us to get to know you better. Lord, and so, so this morning we thank you that we can get into just even a deeper relationship with you. We can have a deeper knowledge of who you are. Lord, we can get into your blessings even deeper. We know that you have unlimited blessings for us, Lord, and we thank you for them. We thank you for this great day that you have made. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, I do want to talk about going deeper this morning. And there's three areas that the Lord really put on my heart um, where it shows in Scripture where we should be wanting to go deeper with the Lord. And we often hear the phrase, I want to go deeper with God, or we hear the phrase, Wow, that was a deep message. And uh, the kind of deep that I'm talking about, um, you know, is a little different than having, wow, that was so deep, I don't even know what was said type of a message. But it's really just knowing um, what we have in Jesus, knowing who he is, amen, getting a better understanding of the scripture. So there's three things I want to talk about today and going deeper. I know there's more, but these are the three the Lord laid on my heart this morning. The first thing I want to talk about is going deeper into God's blessings. And you know, he has unlimited blessings for us. It says that he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. And that he daily loads us with benefits. Amen. So I want to go to Ezekiel 47. And uh, it says, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gates, gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the water, and the water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. And the water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. And the water came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000 and it was a river that I could not cross. For the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim. A river that could not be crossed. And so this river that Ezekiel is talking about is talking about the blessings of God. You remember in Revelation, there's a river flowing from the throne of God, and on each side there's trees, and there's trees for healing of the nations, and there's all these things. Well, the river, in this case, um, are the blessings of God. And the deeper we get into knowing who we are in Christ, the more we can understand and recognize the blessings that God has for us. 
Amen. Because he has the same blessings. You know, the spiritual blessings are for all. Amen. And they're, and they're, and they are um, available to all. But if we don't know what we have and we don't know what we can receive, we're not going to receive it. Amen. It's like an unbeliever. If they don't know that they can receive salvation, well, they're not going to receive it because they don't know. We don't know what we don't know. And so the deeper that we get in to knowing who we are in Christ, and knowing what we have through Jesus, through the salvation that he gave us on the cross, the more we're going to be like, oh, well, I have that? Okay, I'm going to claim that. Amen. I'm going to take that fruit. Amen. And the more we can, and the more we can really just be um, sensitive to, you know, when the devil tries to tell us, you're no good, or you're still a sinner, or, you know, that was, um, you know, you're, you're, that's unredeemable. You know, the more, the more we hear that from the devil, the more we can say, no, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and I can take that blessing. Amen. I am, I do have inheritance through Jesus Christ, eternal life, and I'm going to take that blessing. Amen. And so going deeper into God's blessings is so important because we all, we all are children of God. When we make the decision to follow Jesus, we're children of God. Another example is 2 Kings 2. Uh, when Elisha, when Elijah is about to be raised, um, lifted um, from the earth. And it says, And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha, and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. And so Elisha is saying, Yes, I understand. Don't distract me. I'm, I'm trying to follow Elijah. I'm trying to, I want to receive all that I can before he leaves. You know, the world is full of, so full of distractions that want to distract us from the blessings of God. Amen. Verse 4, then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? So he answered again, yes, I know, keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on, and fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at a distance. While the two of them stood by the Jordan, or distance while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water, and it was divided this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. So as it was, and so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask. And I love the exclamation point in ask. Like, kind of like getting fed up with Elisha. Like, okay, I've told you three times I want you to stay put. In many ways, you followed me. I'm not going to get rid of you. So just ask, what do you want from me? What may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. You know that we can ask hard things of God and he will give it to us? Amen. We can ask things that maybe seem out of the realm of possibility, things that seem impossible. But, you know, and, and for God, it's not a hard thing. But he will grant us things that we request. 
you know, as we request godly things, as we request things of His will. You know, it seemed, you know, Solomon, when he, wrote, when he asked for the wisdom to rule the people, that seemed like a hard thing. It's like, you want, all the, you want, you want to be the wisest person in the world? What did God say? Well, it's, okay, I can do that for you. Amen? He can do things for us that we might think are hard. But he says, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so uh, for you. But if not, it shall not be so. We go on to the next verses. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated by the two, or separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and his horsemen. So he saw him no more and he took hold of his clothes and tore them into two pieces. And so we see Elisha, you know, Elijah's, what he said was, if you see me go up into heaven, I will grant you this request. And so we see that as it happened, and they continued on and they talked. So Elisha was staying engaged, wasn't he? Elisha was staying engaged with Elijah. He wasn't being distracted by this over here, amen. He wasn't saying, ooh, look, a frog. No, he, he was being engaged with Elijah, amen, because he knew that it was going to be happen soon. He knew that Elijah, he'd been told, he'd been told twice that, you know, Elijah was going to go up by prophets, right? And so he's like, I am not going to miss this. I'm not going to lose this, amen? And so when we keep our focus on Jesus, we're not going to miss the blessings that he has for us. And like I said, the deeper we go with him, the farther, the, the longer that we walk with him, the more we're going to know, hey, this is for me. This blessing is for me. Oh, you said I, I can be healed of anything that comes upon me? Okay, I'll take that blessing. Amen. You said that I can have prosperity, that you supply all my needs? Okay, I'll take that. And it really is just as simple as that. Believing that God, what he said in his word, he will do. Amen. So Elisha was not going to miss out on the blessing. And amen, we don't want to stop trying to get more blessed. It's not selfish to want to get more blessed, amen? Because God's blessings don't run out. It's not like, well, I'm going to take this before anybody takes it. No, his blessings are for everybody. So it's not selfish to say, Lord, bless me. Amen? Hallelujah. And don't stop searching the scriptures. His blessings are endless. The more we read, the more we're like, oh, yeah, that is for me, amen? The second thing that we want to do we want to go deeper into the knowledge of who God is. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. It says, But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, just the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So if God has revealed these things through His Spirit, and the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God, that means that God wants us to know his, the deepest things of God. Amen. Because He gave us His Holy Spirit. So if the Spirit searches those things, God wants us to know Him more deeply. He wants us to have a deeper relationship with him. Amen. But the, only, the thing is, we can only know it by the Holy Spirit. It's not by earthly knowledge. 
You know, it's not just by reading the Bible a bunch of times and just trying to figure it out on our own. No, it's by the Holy Spirit. It's by revelation, amen, of the Holy Spirit. And we want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The more sensitive we are and the more we hear his voice, the more he'll be able to tell us, okay, this is what God really likes, amen? Because we want to get a deeper revelation of who God is. And knowing God doesn't necessarily mean knowing all the prophecies or how it relates to the second coming, Amen. It doesn't necessarily mean just studying Revelation because it's such a deep book. Amen. But it means getting a better understanding of who he is. And, you know, it's like if, if I'm trying to get to know somebody better, I'm trying to get to know their personality. I want to know who they are. Amen. If I met somebody and, and we have a lot in common, I want to know, okay, what do you like? What don't you like? If I have a best friend, I'm trying to, I want to know if I have a best friend, I'm going to know, okay, he, this is, he said it this way, but what he really meant was this. Amen? You're going to kind of know the ins and outs of their personality, the ins and outs of their likes and their dislikes. Amen? And two of the simplest yet deepest things to know about God is his love and his grace. Amen? Those, if, you, if you can even get a taste of revelation of his love, and his grace, I mean, everything else in the Bible kind of opens up. Revelation of everything else kind of opens up. And how we can get a deep knowledge about the love of God, well, let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. We know that it says in the Bible that God is love. And we know that 1 Corinthians 13 talks about what love is. So we know that his love never fails. And because of this, we can know his character. So we know that God is patient. Amen. His patience. We know about his kindness. We can know about his generosity. It does not, he does not envy. Amen. So he's generous. We know that he does not boast and is not proud. We know so he's hum, uh, humble. We can know his humility. Amen. We can know that he does things for our benefit because it says he does not dishonor others and he is not self-seeking. Um, he's not easily angered. Amen. So he shows grace. We can know his grace, hallelujah, that he keeps no records of wrong, so we know that he's forgiving, amen, he's a gracious God, whatever we do, that he will, when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, amen, and it says he does not delight in evil, but he rejoices with the truth, so he delights in righteousness, amen, he likes it when we act righteously, amen, and to know the depths of these things alone would just take a lifetime, wouldn't it? It would take a lifetime to know just the, the personality of God, the personality of love, amen? But wouldn't he love it if we took the time to know him, to know him deeper? And I tell you what, when we study out these things, if, we, if you look at patience in the Bible and you just think, okay, I'm going to just study on patience, or I'm going to study on kindness or generosity, it really opens up perspective, amen, to how we need to treat people in our lives. Amen? And one of our big goals on earth, right, is he's commissioned us to go out and preach the gospel. He's commissioned us to go out and love people. Amen? So if we can know who God is and we can, we can know his personality and his character, amen, I really believe that things will open up. Revelations of the word will open up. Amen? Let's go to Ephesians 3.17. Like I said, it would take a lifetime to know all these things. But I'll tell you what, you know, I, talk, I talked earlier about 
you know, just wanting to know, like, to have the hard, you know, it's, nothing's too hard for the Lord. And Elijah said, this is a hard thing. Listen to this verse, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints, so comprehend with every saint, what is the width and length and depth and height. Well, how many, is there a width, length, depth, and height with the Lord? I don't think so. Amen. He said from the east is from the west. That's how much he loves us. That's how much his grace abounds over our sins. Well, can we measure the east from the west? No. It's endless. Amen. To know the love of Christ was, this this verse always is really incredible. To know the love of Christ was passes knowledge. So Paul is saying, I want you to get a revelation of his love that can't even be fully known right now. When we now, when we have our glorified body, we will know it. But right now, he wants them to strive to know the love of Christ, with patch, with, which passes knowledge. And if we say, well, you know, I think I've reached the top, then he goes on to say, if we know that, then we may be filled with all the fullness of God. So only when we can know the love of Christ that passes knowledge, then we'll be completely filled, filled even with the fullness of God. That's just an amazing scripture to me. Amen? It shows the expanse of God's love. All these things that come out of God who is love will allow us to understand other things like prophecies, types and shadows. If we do it with a heart of love and we read the scriptures and we meditate on things, we meditate on on who God is, we'll hear something and be like, oh yeah. We'll We'll start to look through the Bible with a New Testament lens. Amen? So even as you're reading Old Testament scripture, I heard a great uh, podcast the other day from, um, or yesterday from um, Leon Fontaine. I don't know if anybody's heard him at all, Canadian minister. Um, but just, you know, talked about some Old Testament scriptures through a New Testament lens. I was like, wow, that's really good. Amen. And we can do that. We can read the Bible. Jesus wants us, we want to be able to read the whole Bible. So when we read the Old Testament, it's like, okay, what, how can this be applied to now? How can this be applied under the New Covenant? Amen. And so striving to know God deeper, it takes us into the third thing. And that is to go deeper into the knowledge of the scriptures. So it's not just about how many times we read the Bible, but it's about how we read the Bible. Amen? I mean, somebody can read it through, scholars can read it through dozens and dozens and dozens of times, but if they're not allowing the Holy Spirit to work with them as they read it, they might have a ton of head knowledge, Right? But they're not going to have a bunch of spiritual knowledge. They're not, it's not going to benefit them in the way that it would benefit somebody who's reading it through the lens of the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says that we can only know the deep things of God through the Holy Spirit. Amen. But we also know that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So to really read the Bible, to read the Word... And then we need the Holy Spirit to help us read the Word. And, you know, I've taught on it before, but just, just how um, much we need the Holy Spirit in our everyday life. You know, just to do, just to do things that um, maybe we don't know how to do. You know, the, the Holy Spirit knows everything about everything. There's nothing that He's not versed in. Amen. He can help us with anything in our life, including reading the Scriptures. Amen.
but our heart has to be in it. You know, I took four years of Spanish. I took two years of Spanish in high school, and I took two years of Spanish in college, and I barely know any Spanish. Well, how is that possible? Well, my heart wasn't in it. You know, it was a it was a class for me to just kind of to kind of get through college and get through you know things. And I I think back, I'm like, wow, I really I really wish I would have learned more. I really wish I would have put more effort into it. Amen. I really wish I would have put my heart into learning Spanish so that I'll tell you what, having multiple languages that you know is really you know, a lot of a lot of you from you know from Africa know that you guys know French or you know tree. Or you and then you know English. That's really cool. I don't know much Spanish. Amarillo is yellow. I know that. Hola is high. <laughs> Amen. But I, my heart wasn't in it like it should have been. I don't. I still don't know a whole lot of Spanish. We just talked about how we know the deep things of God by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And having a deeper knowledge of the Word is also by the Holy Spirit. So the deeper we get into the knowledge and the understanding of the scriptures, the more confidence that we're going to have that what the Bible says is true. Because all faith is is, know, is believing what the Bible says is true. In its simplest form, that's what faith is. Amen. Spiritual faith is just saying, yeah, the Bible says it. Well, I believe it. Amen. Let's go to Romans 10, 17. And it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we have more word and we read the scripture more, we're going to have more faith what it says is true. It's just like in, you know, if I'm running a, a 5K, you know, when I was in uh, high school, I was in cross country and I ran 3.125 miles. That's what 5,000 meters is. And um, if I told myself, you know, every so often I can do this, I can do this. Well, I'll tell you what, that built my confidence up that I can do this. Amen. I had more confidence that I could finish the race if I kept telling myself that I could. Now, if I told myself, I can't do this, I can't do this, it would have been a lot tougher to finish the race, right? Well, it's the same thing with the Word. The more we read the Word, the more we read, you know, if the Lord's putting something on our heart, and we read that, if we study, if we study out patience, or if we study out prosperity, or if we study out healing, whatever it is, um, the more we, we read on that subject, the more confidence that we have that, yeah, what the Bible says is actually true. The Bible says I can be prosperous. Amen. The Bible says I, I am healed. The Bible says I can have patience. Amen. Because the character of God should be emulated in us. So the more we read about his character, amen, the more our character starts to change. The more our you know, because we can only change ourselves. So the more we read, the more we can change ourselves. Amen. Another reason to get deeper in the knowledge of the scriptures is that we can be pruned by the word. Go to John 15. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may be, uh, that it may be, uh, bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So he's saying you are already pruned, you're already clean. No more pruning is needing except aside from the word. Amen. The word has cleaned you. Amen. Because he says the word I have spoken to you has cleaned you. And now we have in the spoken word of God in written form. Amen. We have the Bible to guide us, to prune us. Amen. And as we read the scriptures, we're pruned and we're cleaned within. 
the word can reveal things to about us that we didn't even know about ourselves. Because you know, the Holy Spirit knows more about us than we know about ourselves. Amen? So if we go to Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit, and, the joint, and of joints and marrow, and of the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Whose intents of the heart and thoughts? Ours, right? When we read the word, we realize, maybe I'm not thinking right on this, on this thing. And it's not comfortable to find out things that we're not good at or things that we're not doing right. But I tell you what, it's necessary. It's important. Amen? I mean, who likes taking, you know, I don't know if anybody at work's had to take like a self-assessment where it's like they're assessing your personality and your strengths and your weaknesses. Well, it's hard, kind of hard to know, want to know what your weaknesses are. Like, can't we just focus on the strength? You know, the Lord, the Bible says to be positive. But I tell you what, it's important for growth. Man, we all need to change. He says, the Bible says he's changing us from glory to glory. Amen. And so for him to do that, though, we need to be willing to be changed. Amen. It's not easy to self-assess, but it's necessary. As we read the word, we'll get revelations of how we can change for the better. Amen. So there might be something that you read, and you know it might be one of those, you know, scriptures that talk about, you know, not not the fruits of the spirit, the other the other side of the fruits of the spirit, or you know whatever it is, and you're like, ooh, that kind of that stings a little bit, you know, what's going on? You're getting pruned through the word, amen. It's like, you know, have you seen? Have you seen? My, grand, my grandparents have this thing in their bathroom that you, you put on, like, the shower head, and it's supposed to, like, self-clean the, the shower. Well, what are we doing? As we read the Word, we're self-cleaning. Amen? We're, we're looking through the Scripture. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and to convict us of things that maybe we're not doing great. Or maybe to, um, to um, award us, or reward us or show us things that we're doing really well. There's also it also the flip side. We can look through the scriptures and be like, "Wow, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm, you know, I think I'm doing this pretty good." Not that we can't always improve, but maybe you're just maybe you're just the nicest person to people. Maybe maybe you hold the door open, you pay for groceries, you do things. Well, as you read the word, it it solidifies that in you. It gives you the confidence. It 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 shows you that oh yeah, yeah I am doing that right. I'm. I am doing that right in my life, amen. Because part of part of you know reading the Bible and, and just being a child of God isn't just to point out all the bad things that we're doing. No, it's to it's to continue to edify us to say, no, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great, amen. The Holy Spirit's like a coach, amen. A coach doesn't just break break their players down. No, what the the coach does is build their players up. Coach wants to instill confidence, amen. The coach wants to instill optimism in their players. Hallelujah. So as we read the word, we'll get revelations of how we can change for the better. And the last thing I want to talk about this morning comes with having a deeper revelation of the knowledge of the scriptures. It comes from 2 Timothy 3.16. And it goes right along with what we just talked about. But it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. So as we read the word, the knowledge of the doctrine of of the covenant of grace continues to build up in us, that we have a better understanding. 
for reproof and for correction. Again, so we talked about as we read the Bible, there might be some things we need to correct in our life for instruction and righteousness. So I think that would be the opposite. So there's times where we need to be corrected, and there's times that we need to see that, wow, I'm doing a, I'm, I'm righteous in this area. I'm, I'm, I'm living out what God would want me to live out in this area. Amen. So instructions and righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the longer, the more we read the word through the Holy Spirit, the more equipped we're going to be to do the work of the Lord. Amen? The, the, the farther we allow the Holy Spirit to go with us into the Scriptures, the deeper that we can go into the, strip, into the Scriptures. Amen? The more equipped, it says that we may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the more we read and understand the Word of God, the more equipped we are to do the will of the Lord. Amen? And so I just encourage you, just in the next week, these three things. Amen. Go deeper into his blessings. Realize who you are in Jesus Christ. Get to understand, okay, what do I have? Because I'm saved, because I'm a child of God, what do I now have as a child of God? Try to understand just, you know, the, just look up the Greek word saved, which is sozo. Amen. And then it'll, it'll show you, it'll give you a list <laughs> of things that is in that word saved. Amen. Healed, delivered, set free, everything else. Amen. Second, get a deeper knowledge of God. Just study, just just look at, just think about God's character. Love, amen, peace. Or love, uh, um, being kind, amen, being patient. What do those things mean? Amen. And the last thing is just getting a deeper knowledge of the scripture. And it can't, obviously, all be done in a week. But it's good to think about these things. Amen. It's good to want to go deeper. Because the Holy Spirit, like I said, lives on the inside of us. And the Holy Spirit knows the deep things of God. So the more in tune we are with the Holy Spirit, the more we're going to know the deep things of Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we just thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you that you have given us an avenue to know your deep, deepest and darkest desires, Lord. Not darkest, sorry. Deepest and lightest desires, Lord. We thank you that we can know you even more fully than we know you now. You've given us the Holy Spirit to help us in that, Lord. That we can even go deeper into your word. That we can understand the blessings, that we get a revelation of all the blessings that we have through you, Jesus. And Lord, that as we learn and as we grow in those, that we can give those to others. That we can help others understand the same things. We can help others understand the blessings that they have um, in you, Jesus. And so we give you praise we thank you for that this morning, Lord. Pray for a great fellowship um, after this. We pray for a great service, Lord, that people are touched, that people are healed, that you give revelations, Lord, and words of knowledge. We thank you for your Holy Spirit moving in this service today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., 
also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.